to a Touch of Salt <laughs> podcast, and this one is titled Two Catholics and a Baptist. So we're going to have our guests, all of us introduce ourselves. So your name and are you Baptist or Catholic? Yeah, so I'm Jeff, and I was raised Baptist. Okay. Now I'm Vanessa, and I was raised Catholic. And I am Kate, and I was also born and raised Catholic. Yes. So, my first question is, what was that experience like of being Baptist, being Catholic? So, if you want to go first, Jeff. Yeah, I would say the simple answer is I was, we were all taught, like, behavior, right? I was taught how to behave, how to, how, what pleases God, what doesn't, don't do this, but do this, all of those things. Mm-hmm. And raised in that, raised to, to know the Bible stories, you know, started with creation. I remember having little books that like I, I learned to read by reading the Bible stories in these little color books and the, the creation on the first day God created these things and and reading you know as we would drive from our home to the church or our home to the school mm. you know I would try to read the book before I got there right like okay. being a kindergarten and first grade like that was my challenge was to try to read the whole thing but I mean so it was all I mean I guess Bible training from the time that you could you could sit still enough to hear a little bit like we were but but I didn't know any different from like anybody else because where I grew up maybe when I grew up I don't know but that was like everybody went to church and everybody knew of Jesus and we all grew up the same you know through was everyone Baptist no it was vast minority so probably the first like three or four years all I knew was Baptists, hmm. but then going into school, I learned real quick that we were the we were the, uh, a very strong minority, meaning like very few of us, <laughs> right? Like uh, I went to a church that had 15 people in it, oh. like total. Okay. Maybe maybe 20, <clears throat> but not really. It was a little bitty church, and in the town was 99% Catholic and 1% Methodist or Baptist, and the Methodists had. 60 and the Baptist had 15 and then the rest was all Catholic so so yeah it was real real obvious very quickly like you don't talk about other denominations that you don't know about because yeah (laughs) what was your experience like Vanessa growing up see I was raised in a place where it's the valley so it's Brownsville so it's pretty much from what I've known is very big Catholic and my first language was actually Spanish so for me I heard church I heard mass that's what it was mass I heard mass in Spanish so to me it was like the priest was this holy person and everybody got up when he walked in and when he sat down everybody sat down and there was not a single noise that like it's like kids were there but they weren't heard like no i don't know it was weird like all of them was just and baby and baby's always in the pew yeah mine was the same way i was like Like, we were we we were told like this song you stand up for this song you sit down you stand up for this prayer you sit down but we not as regimented as Uh because then when i go to catholic church i have no idea like everybody just knew to stand or knew to sit or knew where to read for us it was like turn to this page 
stand for this song, sit for this song, you know, wow. but, but yeah. very similar. But it, and the kids were in the, in the pews, no children's church. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, nothing like that. Same thing. Like there was no, and if your kid got a little bit out of hand, then of course you had a little crying section. That's where the mm-hmm. place sat. But other than that, it was just like very much like this dance and everybody knew where to go. And it's like, you turn this way and you turn that way. And I'm like, okay. But <clears throat> none of it really made sense. I mean, part of it, yes. Part of it didn't because I couldn't hear what he was saying because it was very like, oh, and I'm it was like, sung. Yeah, no, it wasn't sung, but it sounded yeah. like that because it was like the vibrato. Yeah. yeah so the, the, the building yeah. and I'm like, what is he saying? I'm like, mom, where is he reading? She's like, Shh. like okay. So I couldn't talk. I couldn't even ask questions. So it was like, I, it was more like sad. I wish I could go to this room. <laughs> so it was like that. You know, but <clears throat> I, I, I was just in awe, just how much. And you were, you were brought every Sunday. Parents every, made you go every yeah. Sunday up until a certain point to where I like basically was teenager, and I was like, I ain't waking up. I'm not going. I'm not doing it, mom. And my mom stopped dragging us, waking us up, trying, trying to wake yeah. us up to get us to church. So after that, I was just like, I'm not even gonna do it. Was that you too? Oh yeah, drugged, <laughs> drugged every. My dad was a deacon, so, you know, it was like three nights a week that we had to be there for the meetings, and and I remember just sleeping in the pews during the meetings, because I was the only kid. Oh, yeah. I was it. Yeah. I was it. And, and so, I, like, for the night stuff, you know, it was just like a bunch of men sitting around, and then the wives were in the back talking, and then I was sleeping in a pew, and then, then oh. I remember Mickey would come over, and he would wake me up, and he'd be like, Jeff, you're snoring, you need to stop, you know? <laughs> I, was, I was drugged to church. I went there, yeah. So my experience was I grew up in Chicago, so Polish Catholic, you know, everyone's Catholic around me. It was weird if you weren't Catholic. And I went to Catholic grade school, high school, and even college, like the whole thing, right? So baptized, confirmation, communion, so all of that. And, And so just, again, parents, same way, you know, bringing me to church and and so I could count on one hand probably how many times I missed. And wow. so, and even even when I got to high school, even as a teenager, that, you know, it would not be acceptable if I tried to sleep in or, you know, I had to be super sick. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, so there there I was going to, going to church every Sunday in the Catholic church. But, okay, so from there, I guess, tell me what you appreciated most about being baptist or being raised in a religion you know in the in as a kid but also now kind of reflecting back wow that's you'd think it'd be a lot easier but it's a hard hard thing to answer because it's like so so much to say but Mm. you know i i i loved the as a kid i don't know maybe as a little boy but i feel like boys are like tornadoes and just they yeah. we go fast and we go hard yes, and that's true and and we make stupid mistakes and we do stupid things that don't make any sense and you know it's just kind of like i felt like doing it so i tried you know it's like why did you jump off the roof because it was there yeah how'd you get up there i climbed the tree and jumped out of the tree like <laughs> you know so so all of that to say that one of the things that i i, I did love about you know, growing up in church was like, they gave me the boundaries that I needed. Mm. They taught me discipline. Like, for example, one of the things, like I learned what the definition of, of discipline is, right? Like yeah. I, I was taught that because in the way I was taught it was 
Discipline is doing what you hate as yeah. though you love to do it. Oh, wow. wow. Right? Like, I was taught that in church. Like, that's something that I learned in the church was, mm. like, things that you don't like to do, but doing them as and learning to love them, learning to love to do it. Like, that's what discipline yeah. is. And so I needed that because I was, I was wild. I was known as the white tornado. Wow. And everybody called me that. And I was I was pretty I was pretty crazy. So So the discipline, the structure. Yeah, discipline and structure I really appreciated that. I, I I appreciated you know, as life as you grow up, as you know, as you get older, you you start to learn about, you know, the world and yeah. everybody else starts compromising and doing That's, things. Yeah. And I never had those temptations because I was raised so well and mm-hmm. trained so well of like if you go that way, if mm-hmm. you if you go down that path, and like my parents were the kind that they would see like three or four years in the future for me, and be like, you see that you could be there in three or four years if yeah. you start. But this is this is the decision you made today, mm-hmm. where it'll go is there if you don't deal with it now. And so I was raised in a way to like never even start on the road of stray. Right. Like I was kept really close. Oh, and I appreciate that, especially now looking back at it. Yeah. I appreciate just the, you know, I mentioned the discipline that setting. <clears throat> I do, you know, just the reverence that people really growing up, just seeing them, how they valued and how they showed respect without, it, it wasn't even like a question. It was just like an automatic, like, service started and it's like everything went silence mm. and everything was just it it just revolved and we saw you know the priest is like being like the person like he's the person that he talks to god and he must hear god and so i must go to him and you know so it's like there's a lot of respect for sure and so everybody just kind of kept in line and just bringing honor also to your parents you know in that way because they're Believe it or not, you know, although you were, like, the grown-ups were paying attention to what was being set up there to mass, but they were also paying attention to kids at the same time. So it's like you could see where wives were being, were elbowing their husband, like, watch that kid over there. You see that? And so everybody was just, like, mindful of everybody at the same time. And so you were... I was taught to honor my parents of like, okay, I don't want to be that kid that, you know, the wife is like showing like, hey, like nudging the husband like, hey, did you see those kids or that parent was not being raising their kid very well or, <laughs> or showing respect yeah. to what's happening. So, yeah, my parents never had to deal with that. And so like now you could say that's that I, I carry that with me growing up and no matter what, no matter if I continue to go into church or not, even as I was a teenager, I still honor my parents without knowing that I was really honoring them. It just became part of me. Mm-hmm. So I could say I really appreciated that. I loved in the Catholic Church. I love the reverence, yeah. you know, the holiness yeah. And, yeah. and just, I mean, but I remember just learning to pray to God and, and, and I did love the structure, you know, and the discipline mm-hmm. of it. And, you know, now that I'm older, you know, really, I mean, I, I deal a lot in, in the in a clinical setting and anyone under the age of 30 deals with depression and anxiety because they didn't grow up in a religion. They didn't grow up in any church background. And so for me, I'm like, I'm so thankful for my parents that even if I don't identify as Catholic now, Mm -hmm. that I at least had that upbringing because there was always 
the future and the hope and there was always an assurance there that there's yeah. more to this life than yeah. just what I'm living now That's true. and versus you know the culture of well when they're older they can decide like what they want to believe in yeah and and so I don't I definitely don't I don't know the right word but my parents raising me like even if it was a little rebellious at, at some point like I'm so grateful you know, that, mm. that they still, that they still drag me to church, that they still yeah. woke me up, you know, yeah. to go. And, and so that's something that I, I really liked, but yeah, I guess, you know, if you want to tell me too about like the stirring and, and kind of moving from, you know, where you were raised and where you're at now and what kind of prompted that. Yeah. Well, I would say that, you know, as you get older, the biggest, the biggest part of my, I guess my growth apart from God himself, you know, just growing us as he does, was the, the exposure of going to different churches. Mm, Yeah. Friends invite you to theirs, you know, whatever, but just seeing the way that others, others worship, other, other styles, other ways, other means, denominations wise, things like that. Even, even like just other, like for me, other Baptist churches, It was like, wow, like they all are different and they're all like, that's interesting. I've never heard that song before. And, you know, where I was from, it was like my early church was, they were all older. Mm. And so like, you know, they all had white hair. They didn't have gray hair. They had white hair. Like they were, they were that. And so every song we did was like 1940s style hymns and like, but 1940s, not even like the new stuff. Mm That was written in like the, like the Bill Gaither stuff. Like if you know who that is, no. like he started writing in the '60s and '70s. Like like that's really where his stuff comes from. So that yeah. stuff was like a rare treat for us, <laughs> oh. right? And then I'd go to like my cousin's church or my grandparents' church mm-hmm. and be like, "Well, that's a fun song, and it's in the hymn too. How come we don't do that one?" Because they didn't know it at the church uh-huh. I grew up in, right? Okay. So it just opened up things or the way that people prayed or um, all of that just opened up a lot. But more than like, so so that was a big thing. Mm-hmm. Another part of it was just like growing up and seeing, um, <clears throat> what's the word? Experiencing that not everything fits in the box that I was told God, like, this is, this is God. This is where he's at. And if you go outside of that, God won't be there. And not, not maybe I'm adding or putting words in people's mouths, but it was something along those lines, right? Where it was just like, this is the God that we serve. Mm -hmm. And then I would see people go outside of that and God was there. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait a second. Like, here's the Baptist. The Baptist got it right, right? Like there's a joke. I don't know if y'all know this, not really a good joke, but it's like a guy dies and goes to heaven Mm -hmm. and you know, it's, 12 stories tall, like the Bible says it's 12 floors of, of the New Jerusalem, whatever. And so it's like, you know, every one of them's in a denomination. Uh-oh. And so as you're going up the elevator, it's like, you know, the, I forget which, it doesn't matter which denominations yeah. are, are the joke because it, it switches depending on who you're talking to. <laughs> oh, okay. But it's like, you know, basically it's, it's a, we'll call him a Catholic, right? Mm-hmm. So the Catholic goes in there and he meets Peter and Peter's like, let me show you around. So he takes him to the first floor and you can hear like, you know, it's real quiet. It's like, what's the first, what's the first floor? Oh, well that's this group, this denomination, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then he gets to like the fourth floor and they're like crazy. And it's like, let me guess, Pentecostals? He's like, yeah. <laughs> and then it's like the, the, we're going up to like the sixth floor. All of a sudden Peter's like, okay, when we get to this floor, you can't make a sound. It's like, why? 
said, well, that's four for the Baptists. They think they're the only ones here. And, you know, and so, like this little joke, right? And so, like I was told, basically, like the Baptists have figured it out, no one else has. <laughs> and and so, like obviously, but then you see outside of the this doctrine that like God is honoring people that are outside that are practicing totally different. He's blessed and He's blessing people that are outside of those things, you know. And then you're just like, wow, the you know. And to be honest with you, there is there is no greater conviction in my mind than watching God move in an atheist life or in another religion's life like a muslim or a hindu or a buddhist and to watch him like bless them too and then you're like whoa what do you do with that you know and so that's some weird stuff to talk about but that's really like you talked about like the the, my transformation of like just only being a baptist and like being in a room with two catholics and you know like like you know obviously and we're not like all of us and then what's the scripture say the scripture does Jesus wasn't a Baptist, he wasn't a Catholic, right? right? Mm-hmm. And 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 what were the disciples? They were just followers of Jesus, yes. right? And mm-hmm. so it's like, okay, we need to lose the labels. Right. Right. So, right. That's, that's, true. True. that's true. You know, when as you were saying it, I just reminded of, you know, Baptist learning. I mean, they're very much like evangelical, right? Like, you know, we tell people about Jesus Catholic, like not at all. You yeah. know, it's <laughs> true. like no. Like, you don't tell people, like, you just are. Like, you're Catholic or you're not, but you're never trying to convince them, like, oh, you should get, you should become Catholic. It's like, okay, that's how they're choosing to live their life. (laughs) kind of thing. And so, anyways, it was just a a funny thought. That is true. But what what was the stirring for you, Vanessa? You know, it's so funny, kids. You were talking about, like, how you were a kid and you were invited to other friends' churches. And I was like, I remember, like that happening like the question of like mom can I go to my friends and I was like there was some I was not allowed to go to they yeah immediately (laughs) immediately my mom was like what religion are they oh well I think they're this and they're like oh well no yeah no and it's like oh so it's not kind of okay so you're not gonna go period I'm like okay like very shielding and I'm like but why I'm like what is going on like what is there so like seeing see because once you get into the confirmation what for us it was like doing when you're about to do the, the sacrament of the camp for a confirmation right like they're they make it mandatory for the youth to go and do this one retreat thing so and i was like okay well i need to do this retreat to fulfill this little section of it and I remember like going to it, and so it was like a weekend thing. Usually, it always happened like after after school type of deal. It's like check in, check out after Sunday service, and so of course they took away everything. You know, like all the electronics, like no sort of like fun thing for you to do. It was just you with a whole bunch of other kids, a whole bunch of other youth, and also like grown ups, like different people from different churches, but they were all Catholic. And they would all get together in this one big place. And they would just, you know, I started seeing, like, people doing, like, dramas in this place of, like, mm-hmm. okay, like, this is what we're doing. Like, we're going to act out like this person having this depression or this alcohol. And they were bound by chains and Jesus would come in. And I was like, oh, man, you know, and you could see other people, like, being touched by that. Like, they would identify with that. Mm-hmm. And so then I started seeing, like, whoa, wait a minute. Like, so it's not just what that priest is saying up there like there's more like people are digging into the word 
and actually open up their Bible and it's not just going on Sundays for them. And so I was like, oh, so there may be more to this, you know? I was like, yeah. there's got to be more to that. And so that was a little stirring for me. And then seeing um, seeing how God actually answered prayers for a whole bunch of people because my parents would take us to this one big old, like, church and in San Juan it was like a, a lot of people would go from they would come in from different places a lot of Catholics and they would go they would go there and I can't remember what it's called but um they would have this miracle room and that miracle room was filled with like everything that people were being healed of but then I would see like I saw this one person going in and they were like kneeling and they just made their whole way they crawled their way all the way till they got to that miracle room. So it was like a mandate for them. And I was like, Mom, what's this about? They're like, oh, well, they didn't ex like they didn't exchange. Like, God, you answer, you do this for me, and I will give you this. So I saw then God as a, like, okay, so I have to do something to get something out of God. And so I was like, wait, I don't know. It just didn't sit well with me. I was like, okay, so it was like, it was the retreat. It was seeing that. And I'm like, and then going to church and still having those little snippets of introduction of like, okay, there's got to be more to this. Like, it's not just going to church, singing a song, doing, going to the priest, confessing. I'm like, what? I'm like, there's got to be more. So it did push me to actually open up my Bible and sit down and just read. And then I started reading about like idols and I was like, okay, well, obviously I'm doing something wrong or something's happening. I was like, or this is not right. Or what the man's saying up there is not right. So that's, for me, it started there. That was a stern. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One, one of the other things that I want to say that you brought up to kind of reminded me of uh -huh. is that another big part of the stirring was the judgmental side mm -hmm. of my group you know at a certain point we moved to another town and and so then our youth group was about 25 and and so there was a pretty good a pretty solid group of us that were all about the same age but i noticed that after the what's the word that you like fourth eighth grade confirmation confirmation yeah so after you like the confirmation in the catholic church what i noticed was that they a lot of them would fall away it's like okay no i've been confirmed yeah world that oh definitely God, happened it's so crazy you say that because yeah. that definitely happened to me after confirmation yeah I don't know. <laughs> yeah i'm sealed yeah. done right yeah and and so for us it was like were they ever saved like what's the point of that right, right? because right. then it's like i have now I, I have the freedom to go sin and it's like but the word says that we you, you what should i do should i you know should i sin now that i know about grace and it's like no certainly not that would be terrible. And so we were taught about that, right? And, mm -hmm. and and so that was always something. But what I what really like began to burn in me was even then was watching friends and family, whatever, all of us going through the same that same period, seeing our our, our friends that were Catholic, Catholic specifically because of the confirmation, mm -hmm. but as they, they strayed in going into the world and doing that, that that our group was started to become more and more judgmental and more and more like preaching at them and condemning them and i didn't that never felt right you know and it was like you know i always i always felt like god wanted wants people to know that he loves them hmm. and that they're valuable hmm. and that he is more like a parent when the child does wrong 
than the police officer when the criminal, you know, does a crime. Right. You know, because when, when I would do something wrong, my parents would be like, why did you do that? Don't you know, like, that hurts me? Mm-hmm. You know, and then, but the, the police officer is like, you did wrong, chains on, let's put you in jail, right? Like, so, but I, what I saw was Christianity was more like the cop than they were like the parent. Hmm. And I I didn't like that. So the, all of those things exposed me to be like, I don't know if yeah if this is right, you know. So even right. like for me, um, it was really just the longing for more. You know, in my heart, it was because I the thing I loved about going to church is afterwards I would just I feel I would feel great. You know, I'd feel the joy and the hymns mm. that we sang and just mm. singing them all Sunday. But I only had God, I felt, for that one hour once a week. You know, mm-hmm. that was it. Even though I learned about him in religion class and, mm-hmm. you know, Monday through Friday, I didn't have him. And so it wasn't until college where uh, I had a friend disciple me and and kind of asking the hard questions of like, well, what gets you into heaven? You know, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, being a good person, duh, you know, like going to church. And it's like, well, what about the role of Jesus and believing in him? And, and, you know, that conflict of like, no, this is my identity as a Catholic. Like you're not, you're not changing this. And, but then just being open to, okay, Lord, like I've asked for more and Mm -hmm. encountering him from through the discipleship, you know, I go to a different church every Sunday and experience all sorts of Mm -hmm. denominations. And I remember one Sunday, you know, singing a song to Jesus and in that moment, realizing that he was a real person, that mm-hmm. I was really singing to him. Oh, wow. And it wasn't just a guy <clears throat> hanging crucifix on a cross, you know, yeah. that that was always at, at the altar, right? Mm-hmm. But it was like, no, he's alive and real. And he, like, I can... I can have a relationship with him, like I can sing to him. And and so that shifted so much in me. Mm-hmm. And then from there, moving to Texas, the church that, that God led me to was an Assemblies of God church. And so, you know, which, which I had been to one before, I would go into all the different uh, churches. So nothing surprised me, but it was just like, wow, if there's more, I want that God. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the funny thing is the first time, like, speaking in tongues, laying on a hands, witnessing that was actually in the Catholic church yeah. that I was yeah. at a service. It was an evening service and all that was taking place. And I was like, okay, Lord, like if this is you, you know, like it didn't freak me out in any way. It was just like, okay, God, like I just, I just haven't been exposed. You know, I just don't know. And, and so I, I like to say that, you know, just my stirring and, and just recognizing there was more, but my heart was seeking after it and just, mm. and wanting God all the time, not just mm. that one hour on Sundays. Yeah. Mm. So that was a big shift for me. Definitely. Yeah. So do you feel that it's a good idea for people to explore different denominations? Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I definitely do. I think that. God, well, it, is, it would be so nearsighted to say, like, this is this is the best, and I'm going to go there. Right. Right? Like, I don't think that God wa- likes that, nor does he want that. And I know that I, I have learned a lot from, I've learned a lot from every denomination that I sat down with. Mm-hmm. Uh, every pastor or priest that I've been able to meet with has always, always been, like, I've always come away with, with something new, hmm. you know, um, it's not always easy to meet with them, but when you do, it's like, man, like they're really good people and they, 
They love the Lord. Yeah. Um, sometimes you wish that you could expose them to more, you know, but, but then the, at the same time, like it's, it's a beautiful thing. I think that, um, our, our job as Christians is to, it, at least on the earth, part of our job is to be the best representative of Jesus that we can. Yeah. And, and so then going going to different denominations, although not all, you don't learn well from all of them. I mean, because right. some are going to teach the wrong things. Some of them do. But I think overall, by having those experiences, you have the better chance to, to look more like Jesus, and to be his mm. representative, be his ambassador. That's good. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, I guess if I could talk to myself, my old self, my younger self, I would definitely say, you know, go, go to your friend's church or go check out a Christian church mm-hmm. and just walk in with, definitely with an open mind and with an open heart, not closed off. I have learned that there's an actual relationship with the Lord that is not bound by boundaries. There is no boundaries. It's, it's yeah, limitless. There's no, there's no limits to God. There is literally no limits to yeah. God. You know, it's cool. It, I was reminded, you know, that encounter I had with singing to Jesus and realizing he was a real person. That church was in a bank. It was an old bank oh. that they used for their meeting. And wow. they had fold-out chairs. Like, it wasn't even a church. Wow. You know, and, and how cool. And God was just reminding me of that to where, you know, not just the denomination, but even just the church experience. You know, yeah. like, really, what's the ideal church experience? Right. Well, it's, it's anywhere that you're experiencing Him, yeah, you know, and encountering Him. So so I was just, yeah, I'm just, I'm so grateful that that God just continues just to have that, those surprises for us, yeah. you know, as we continue to, to seek Him out. Yeah. And, and so with wrapping up, though, are there any last comments or anything that that y'all have to share? I, I think I w- the, the thing I would like to say is that we're talking about like visiting other churches yeah. and, be, you know, and learning to try to become more complete ambassadors of Christ. That's yeah. not the same thing as saying don't serve a church because you're always gone. I think that it's important for us to have a church body that we serve and that yes. we're a part of. And, and then there's but having the opportunity to visit other churches every once right. in a while to open our minds to new things, new ways to worship, new ways to pray, new ways yeah. to serve, new ways to do things, to outreach with people, you know, ways to, because the, the purpose of the church, the assembly of the church, right, yeah. is to is to make disciples and to develop them. Yeah. But sometimes one church is really strong at one thing and another church is stronger than another. That is true. And so it's, it's a good thing for us or, you know, for just as Christians is to do to go visit others and see how they do things and take and learn from them mm. so that when we go back we can serve the church that we are called to better. Yeah. And I think that that's an important thing to make sure that we addressed here because obviously we all are serving in the same in the same church together right. and, but we we've grown from different places. We've yeah. come from different places in multiple different places and and so it is a beautiful thing and fun I think fundamental part of of the development um of a of a believer is to be exposed to as much as possible but then if all we ever do is that then we are always avoiding responsibility of that's making true. disciples and that's the part that that's true too. 
that can be sad and scary that you know you can walk through life and never mm-hmm. never actually have a place that you are held accountable right. in in your service to God yeah you yeah. know yeah that's I mean that's what I love like my parents stayed at the same church for decades yeah you yeah. know even when priests changed and even when the leadership changed, you know, cause that's mm-hmm. a, a big shift of like, Oh, it's a different pastor. I'm yeah. leaving, you know, or I don't, I don't like the way that they preach their sermon. Yeah. Literally they were just faithful, mm-hmm. you know, to the church. And that was just a, a huge testament to, yeah. Yeah. to, to that and to wanting to be planted in a place and, and recognizing that it is family, you know? And I yeah. think that's what I love about our church and our culture is just like, it is a culture of just a family Mm-hmm. And and being you know being together and walking life together. So, but anything else, Vanessa, that you wanted to to share, comment? This was really fun to yeah. do. First podcast First for, for us too. <laughs> for us, yeah, <laughs> for us. So, but yeah, I mean, we may have to come back do a part two. You know, two Catholics and a Baptist, because I know there's so many other areas we could touch on. Mm-hmm. But for right now, thank you all so much for for listening and yeah. hopefully you get to listen to more podcasts on a touch of salt. So we'll catch yeah. you on the next one.